Hey, Candace here. I can't believe it. This is episode 50. I've been doing this for almost a year and this is such a milestone episode. And I just wanted to say thank you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for rating. Thank you for being patrons. Thank you so much for just being on this journey with me as I'm learning and growing in my craft as someone who is podcasting out in this world where everyone is not podcasting. But this has been so exciting and this has been fueled by you guys. You guys are the heartbeat of every episode and all of what you've shared with me, the lessons you've learned, the questions you've asked have really stretched me and even my guests to make sure that what we bring to you guys is worth listening to. And it's also something you can continue to learn from. And so I just wanted to say thank you. And I hope you enjoy my 50th episode. You're listening to First Fossil. Hello and welcome to First Basel, a show where we learn together how to take that first basel toward becoming the best versions of ourselves. My name is Candice Olushala, and today's special guest is a financial freedom and business woman who helps families become financially free. And she does this by giving tips, tools, and strategies on ways to manage your money through budgeting, savings, and even getting out of debt, as well as making more of your money. So getting those skills to increase your income. And I am all for this. So without further ado, please welcome my girl, Patrita Turner. Girl, how are you doing today? I am doing well. Thank you so much, Candice, for allowing me to be on your podcast. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. So nice to have you on here. And it's so nice to hear from a woman who is all about financial freedom because first off there are not a lot of women in the industry do, mm-hmm. talking about this so kudos to you and two i i have a heart for finding my way towards financial freedom mm-hmm. so i appreciate you having tools that a lot of us could probably learn from in general <laughs> um but how how are you doing how has it been during the pandemic season? Where are you located? What what has been going on with you? Share a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, I am, of course, an entrepreneur. I'm a wife. I'm a mom of all boys. So just saying a mom of all boys could, could definitely let you know how my life has been over the last year and some change. Okay. <laughs> all right. These boys be running around. Uh, right. Right. And I have like 12-year-old, 10-year-old, and the 8-year-old. So it's been very active, I will say, over the last year on such change. But it's been good because, you know, I think I've welcomed the change because it's been time for us to be able to spend a lot of time together as a family. So I'm all about family. So it's been, it's been good. It's been an adjustment, but I wouldn't change anything. So But yeah, I am originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, um, but I currently reside in Savannah, Georgia, 
Um, I came here um, to come to grad school and I ended up, of course, staying. I got married. Um, my husband is actually from Atlanta, but we ended up stay, just staying here in Savannah and I'm working and having kids and all that good stuff. Um, my background is not dealing with anything related to finances. My background is actually industrial engineering. Um, wow. And then I worked in that area for a few years and then uh, I changed careers. And um, that's why I ended up coming to grad school, completely changing careers and really started a whole new path for myself. I love that. I I always admire people who go down one path and then they make a, a switch. Yes. I think that's just so fascinating. Yeah. I, we might need to talk afterwards about that. Okay. <laughs> I, have, I have questions about that. Um, but. Yeah, I'm I love that you're you know, I love that you're so active not just as a mom obviously, mm-hmm. but you know, in your shifted career, when did when did you switch from engineering to or like to, to fi- finances? Well, um I worked in the in the engineering business for about hmm, I guess a little almost 3 years and I just remember walking in one day And like looking around, like, you know, when you're watching a movie and um, people are just like in the days and they see people moving around and their mouths moving, but you don't hear anything. Yeah. (laughs) That's like, I was looking like, oh my goodness, nobody wants to be here. Like they are here just to collect a check, you know, literally most of the people who are here, it pays well. And, you know, uh, of course, engineering is a more male dominated field. So Men have families and they have, you know, they need to take care of a family. But um, a lot of people were just counting down the day. The older people were counting down the days to retirement. The younger people, me, fresh out of college, we were counting down the days to Friday. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, I realized and I was like, I cannot do this for the rest of my life. There is no way I'm 23, 24 years old. And I'm like, I got another 40 plus years. There's no way I can do this. So I just really started um, just my path to trying to figure out, like, what do I really want to do? What is my passion? What is my heart? What are my skills? What are my gifts? All those good um, things. And I started writing it down, asking my family, parents, siblings, friends, Um, And then I read a book um, by Miles Monroe talking about the pursuit of purpose and the purpose of your vision. And when I say those books changed my life, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I can really, you know, I was made for something, you know, unique. Yep. And, um, you know, a lot of times, especially at 18, you really don't know what you want to do. You you know, really don't know what you want to do. So anyway, I ended up... um, writing out some of the things that I like to do. I was still a math girl still, um, but I was more of on the social side, like engineering is, you know, corporate America, let's get these products out. Let's do it more efficiently, you know, more effectively, low cost is, you know, um, a a lot of quantity out and all that good stuff. But um, I realized that I was more a social, you know, wanted to work more on the social field. I was looking at, okay, what does our family do? My dad is a pastor. They're educators. My mom, my grandmother and aunts worked in the social work field. We are all like helping people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really wanted to do something that was more helping people, you know, towards helping people. Yeah. So 
I um came, my parents were living in Savannah at the time and I was just coming asking. It was a Savannah State University was here and they had a degree um, program that I was like, hmm, maybe I should, you know, check this out. And I went to just go talk to them just to see, you know, is this the path I want to take? I really like helping people. I wanted to do something where I could create educational platforms and learn in the community, build the community, all that good stuff, but still more math, data, analyst type stuff. And um, they actually ended up giving me a full ride to come to and be in their program. So I ended up coming to Savannah State. Um and completely changing careers. And it still wasn't in finance. It was more in um, um, data, analysts, statistics, all that good stuff. But when I started doing a lot of the community researching data for certain populations of the community, like looking up um, educational stats, looking up health stats, looking up um, poverty stats, looking up um, you know, how, the percentage of people who had health care and just different things like that everything related to money and the mm. lack thereof, you know? Yeah. So I just really was like, okay, we need to start getting our, I was married, you know, at the time we, we need to start getting our finances together. And mm-hmm. then um, the bottom just kind of fell out. I had, we had already had two kids. I was a, a working as a contractor and my contract ended sooner than rather than later. Mm. So we weren't prepared financially. We didn't have enough say. We weren't prepared to live off of one income with four people at the time in our family. So um, that's when I was like, my husband and I had to come to Jesus meeting and we're like, we got to get our finances together. So that's kind of how the path came along like and I started blogging about our finances and how we were trying to pay off debt reading everything I could listening to podcasts just doing mm-hmm. everything and um we ended up paying off like forty thousand dollars in like two years still on our you know journey but um everybody was like what did you do how did you do that and it that's how it ended up turning into a business wow so wait is this your first puzzle story that's Pretty much, it's all. It can be my first puzzle story. Pretty much, yes, yeah. That's like you know. I was going to say my first puzzle was just really changing, completely making a turn as far as my career was concerned. Because like a lot of people hate what they do. You know, they are literally. I was reading a, a stat, and it said that um, most heart attacks happen on a Sunday evening. And it's because a lot of people, of course, you know, are regretting, have to start having anxiety and got to get prepared for Monday and all that kind of stuff. So and when I was working, um, you know, in our nine to five, especially my first job, I was like, you know, I could see I can see how that is true. So I was like, I need to make a change. So that is really my first possible um, story, like really stepping out to determine who I am, the gifts that God has given me, um, how unique it is to me and what I was really created to do, you know? And that's how I was able to start navigating, like writing out things, asking people and start kind of navigating my way through, you know, life and and walking out some of the things that I felt like God has given me to do and just trying to figure figure out the rest of it, you know, all the details along the way. Yeah. Okay, so so you said so you graduated college and then you started working for a business mm-hmm. and a Fortune 500 company. Yep. Wow. Okay. And then 
you just like you just realized that nobody was enjoying what they were doing yeah. and then you realize you weren't either definitely yes oh, oh. I, I had like a light like nobody likes doing this you know and I was like, and I just started calculating, like, there is no way. Now, I it, it wasn't like horrible. The job wasn't just bad, but it was just like, I can't do this for 40 years. It was, I felt like I didn't have the passion or even purpose in it. You know, I was just like, yes, I'm getting this check. You know, I could go and do what I want, you know, but it wasn't like, uh, I felt like there was no purpose or passion in it. Now, did you, did you think, think that was going to be a job you would stay at for a while after graduating or what was it for you just like I'm just trying to get a job coming out and then it maybe did it at some point turn into something you thought you would stay at or like how did you go in and then go wait I don't want to be here too long well I kind of knew like when I was in um, school um, because I interned I graduated in 2000 So I had, um, so the economy of course is a little different, but I had internships, um, all through, throughout every summer throughout, you know, undergrad. So I was like, ah, I like it. It pays well. I don't know if this is for sure what I really want to do, you know, but you know, you get in, you can have different types of jobs, move into different, you know, Mm -hmm. different positions and all that good stuff. So even while I was working at my first job for about two years, I was like, well, maybe I just need to change and go to another job, a different type of position. Mm-hmm. Went there for like six or seven months and talk about now that is the, the position that I was like, there is no way. There is no <laughs> way. <laughs> no way. So that's I was like, yeah, it's it's a no for me. It's a no for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No. Uh, so that's when I would like while I was there um I was just like that's when I really started getting into reading and like that's when I picked up the Miles Monroe book and I would just be you know like really like God help me mm-hmm. I don't know what to do you know so um an opportunity you know I started really you know I'm like one that God will definitely show you what you need and what and bring even people in your life like I said when I went to just to go visit the university and I was just talking to them they were like oh yeah here's a person you can meet and buy and actually we have a, a fellowship that you might be interested in you know so that's how I really like had my first experience took my first steps to really, you know, changing and doing what I felt like God was calling me to do. Mm, Wow. And okay. So when you took that first step to leave this company, did you, did you leave before the opportunity to go study in at savannah university did that did you have an interim period where you weren't doing anything no i'm like okay so i'm very like i need to have structure (laughs) i think that's the you know like so i'm like i'm not gonna quit a job and then not know what to do afterwards i'm like i have to know what the next step is for me and that sometimes can get me in trouble when it comes to faith (laughs) because i'm like okay god tell me that next i need to know the next step you know right (laughs) right but no I um 
I really, you know, like I, I really tried to do my homework, really tried to do my research, was really trying to pray and like, okay, God, what is my next step? And when mm-hmm. they offered me the opportunity and I had applied to like three different schools and I was like, God, whoever gives me the most money, that's the school I'm going to go to. And it ended up being them. So I was like, okay, thank you, Lord. So um, when I got that offer, you know, and they said that I was going to um, be able to come, um, I submitted my information and told them I was out in two weeks and I came here. I took like other classes before my actual graduate classes started. And when I say like all the pressure and even like a little bit of anxiety and the things, confusion, all that went away, especially when I started really getting into my classes and all that. I'm like, this is it. This is what I was supposed to supposed to do, you know? So, yeah. yeah. And, but you know what I will say? that making that decision was not an easy decision to make Mm. one because um I my background was engineering and I thought I was going to either be an architect or some you know do something um in math and um being able to like even go through um high school and college and people and my parents are proud like I have we have a daughter that's an engineer you know like we our daughter is doing great you know so it was really hard for me to make that decision because one I didn't want to let my parents down and then two it was kind of a little bit of pride in it too because I'm like I enjoyed the fact of saying that I am an engineer, you know, like it brought, it was like, I am, and now, you know, I'm the one that's taking the leap to change it to something that's totally different, who, which in my mind was not as prestigious as that title. And it didn't, and it definitely didn't pay as much as those engineering type roles. So I was like, which one is more important to me? You know, like all the, you know, the, title and the income and all that kind of stuff, or really me walking in the purpose and my passion and the things that God has called me to. So I really had to make, I, it was like very, I was always going in my mind, going through in my mind, like, God, is this, is this what I am supposed to do? Like, I need to be sure, you know? So it was, it was a difficult decision to make, but when I made it, I was like, thank you, Lord. Wow. <laughs> So when when in there did you meet and marry your husband? So I had I was dating my husband. Um, actually, we met like the end of my undergraduate years because he was already um, like I said, my parents had moved to Savannah when I was an undergrad. OK. Um, and um, my sister and my husband were at Savannah State University um, mm-hmm. and I met him like my last semester when I was in um, undergrad and I went to school in North Carolina. So I met him. And then when I went to Savannah State and asked about all that, and they were like, we'll give you a full scholarship. I didn't want to move to Savannah at all. I was like, I don't want to come here, but I I prayed and was like, whoever gives me the most money, that's where I'll go. And they were the only school that gave me any money. So I was like, okay, that's, God. That's such a God thing. That is so good. like, I don't want to go there. Right. I don't want to be near I don't want to go. Right. But I need you right. to answer this prayer. Right. Bam. And you're right. like. Right. 
Okay. That's fine. Right. Yeah. So I didn't want, I didn't, I didn't really like Savannah and I was like, but, but my parents were here. My, um, my siblings were here. And of course my boyfriend at the time was here. So I was like, uh, I was fine to visit. I just didn't want to live here. (laughs) And of course now what, 17 years later, I'm still here. (laughs) I cannot. That is fantastic. But But yeah. So I ended up, um, um, being here because we did like a long distance relationship while I was, you know, working and all that good stuff and um, moved here in probably in about six months after I finished my graduate school, my courses and everything. When I graduated, um, we ended up getting married. Okay. Because I was trying to process how you had that conversation of switching careers with him and your parents like what did those conversations look like especially your parents because I feel like yeah that's the one that on one side you hope that they they trust you enough to know that you're not trying to do anything just willy-nilly I'm not just up and quitting my job I'm not just like leaving to go find myself somewhere I I just know that I'm not fulfilled here and I'm just trying to figure out where that fulfillment is. And I'm trusting God and where he's leading me. And I, mm-hmm. you would want your parents to trust you in that. But you also know, like you said, like the the pride that your parents have in what you do as their child and being able to say, you know, my daughter's an engineer. She, right. She's doing these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also relaying that to your boyfriend who, like, you know, you end up marrying, like what that process looks like. So had when did you choose to let your parents know and how how did you how did you have that conversation with them um well i i was starting to have the conversation along the way like i would tell especially you know well both of my mom and my dad and i'm like i'm having second thoughts <laughs> and they're like Four years after you have, um, like we, we went through four years of college and paid, you know, like you're having second thoughts, (laughs) like really, (laughs) but, um, I, my parents are very supportive. So, um, and here, and here's the thing. I think the best part is my dad is a pastor, so I'm a PK. So the way I, I brought it to him was you are doing what God has called you to do. I want to be able to do the same thing. And I feel like engineering is not it. So he was the one that actually told me to read the Miles Monroe books, you know, and um, that was talking about purpose and all and vision and all that kind of stuff. And when I read it and I was and I was reading it, you know, and calling him like, oh, my gosh, I think, you know, like this is what I found out. And this is what I'm learning and all that kind of stuff. So after um, I made the decision they were actually, and you know, I, I called and told them my final decision. They were actually okay with it because they're like, you know, we teach, we preach people, you know, walking in purpose and all that good stuff. So I get it. So it wasn't as bad, you know, as I thought it, I just did as a child and I'm like the oldest, I'm like, I didn't want to let them down. Yeah. So I think I put more pressure on myself than they actually put on me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. good. 
Mm -hmm. I like that you kind of unpacked it for them as you were processing it yourself. Right. Maybe that. Yeah. So it wasn't like, bam. What? (laughs) What? What? (laughs) Yes. 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 They were on the journey with me. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's that's good. And then how did that affect how did that affect your relationship with your then boyfriend at the time as you were going through that like did you lean on each other in this process or how did how did you find support in him as you were trying to figure this out he was uh my husband is the most optimistic supportive person ever so while I was telling him this um he was just like go for it. He's all about whatever God is calling you to do, do it. If you're worried about, you know, money or whatever, God, he's going to take care of it. So do whatever you need to do and we'll figure out the rest later, you know? So he he was very supportive. I I knew that it wouldn't be a big deal with him. He's like, just go for it. I love this. Yes. (laughs) Man. And so, I mean, here you are, like you started your own business. Yes. Right. And yep. did, by did accident, have, by accident. Right. By, How it you wasn't, start? It wasn't yeah, I'm like, that wasn't even my thing. You know, it was just, I started blogging and it turned into a business. How do you do that? <laughs> like, did you, was it? Did your blog start becoming monetized? Yeah. So, well, my blog was just um, about, you know, our journey towards getting out of debt or, you know, building a legacy, leaving a legacy, you know, and all that good stuff. Okay. So, I will, of course, I would talk about, you know, um, you know, paying off debt and budgeting and, you know, just different things that we were doing. And people were like, I don't even know. Like, my friends would be like, I don't even know how to do a budget at all. Like what exactly is a budget? So I would do, you know, help my friends set up their budget. And then somebody else would say, I don't, what in the world? Like, how did you pay off X, Y, Z? And I'll say, oh, this is, you know, what we did. So by the time multiple people started asking me about that, um, what I was, what we were doing, I'm like, ding, ding, ding. This is a business. Like, Mm. and now I tell people after three if three people come and ask you basically the same type question, Trina, how do you um, bake the strawberry cake? Hey, can you make the strawberry cake for me? Hey, I need, I'm having a birthday party. Can you do a strawberry cake for me? By the time that third person asks, business. Because they look, they are looking to you. They're telling you, yes, this is what you're good in. Can you do this for me? Now you can start charging people for what you are good in. You're meeting their needs, right? So that's basically how my blog turned into a business. I just started having like one-on-one sessions and doing helping people set up their budgets and, you know, all that good stuff. So that's how it turned into, and then started, once I did that, it kind of sprawled and people were like, hey, can you come talk to our church? We're doing a money session or we're doing, we're having, you know, a conference and we want to have a money session. Can you come talk, you know, and speak about finances? So business. I love this yes. i love uh, your yes, concept yes. of like yes. if three people ask it's yes. a business it's a business start charging <laughs> <laughs> which you know what that is so hard for some Idiot. for some people especially 
if those three people that asked you were like your friends, yes, you know, or it's like your cousins, yeah. you know, it's like his family, and then it's like, yeah, you yeah, make yeah, it into yeah. a business if it yeah. was, you know, people you know, because then they might be offended now that you want to try, and it's like. It is hard. It yeah. is hard. You have to you have to get used to say what made it easier for me is when I was doing the blog. Of course, I had my website. So I would just tell people, hey, yes, I can set meet with you here. If you go to my website, um, just click on this link and you'll be able to set it up one on one, you know. And, and it'll tell you how much it is. And I, so I didn't like, I didn't like telling people, yeah, but it's going to cost this, blah, blah, blah. Nope. I just started sending people directly to my website, family, you know, friends, everybody like, but I might can give you a discount, you know, since you are my family or friend, but I can't do it for free, you know? Yes. Oh, that's smart. Mm-hmm. That's very smart. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, oh, man. Yeah. I, I, I like that, that you found the confidence Mm -hmm. to decide, yeah, this is a business and I, I will step out in faith to charge people. Right. You know, um, especially if it's, if it's a gift that you've had Mm -hmm. or you figured it out and you have been doing it for free, like, Mm -hmm. cause that's just who you are like you know you have you have friends who are like oh I always bake cakes for people I've been doing that since I was in high school like Mm -hmm. I'm just the person people go to and then you get older and you start charging and they're like I'm gonna come into you for 15 years and now you want me to buy a whole cake from you what does that mean like you know they get all up and you're like I mean, but now I'm an adult and I have bills. Right. So, I mean, I'll still bake for you. I just also need to eat (laughs) on a regular basis. Exactly. That would be nice. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't love you any less. Right. I I need to survive. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Can you pay just a little bit? Yeah. Just something. (laughs) Yeah. Something. Right. 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 Help me out here. Yeah. Um, So, I, I think that transition to, to servicing people because it usually does start from people that know you unless you do something like a blog or right. where mm-hmm. random people kind of come across your content but if it's not it's usually people that you know right been around you right it is harder it is hard to step mm-hmm. into that confidently without feeling like you're offending a group of people now yep mm-hmm. um so how how has this transition changed how you see working even like it I mean when I say we when we became my husband and I got on one accord when it came to our finances and we became and we started to educate ourselves um about money um and then start looking at how we viewed and did money ourselves even coming from our background like that's now when I'm doing the classes I'm like before you get married, you need to have a conversation with your fiance about finances, like how they grew up with money, what their concept of money is, and how, as a result of the way they view money, how do they do money? Like, because, you know, money uh, is basically the number two reason why a lot of people get a divorce. So you want to have that communication and know how they think, do, view, all that thing, all those things when it comes to money before you even get married. 
So, um, of course, we didn't have all that. We did that afterwards. But um, we were able to, you know, have the conversations and start looking at, okay, what are we doing? Because uh, contrary to popular demand uh, or popular opinion, I am the spendaholic in our family. (laughs) This is why I need a budget. (laughs) And normally you marry your opposite, you know? You're right. So my husband is more the one, but um, I was like, okay, I need to get my financial life together. And um, that's why I started educating myself on money and personal finances and why I love to spend money and all that good stuff. And then started to make change the habits because, you know, we had had, but we have three boys. So I, I didn't want them to have the same bad money habits that we had. Um, and I wanted to start educating them at an early age, not like making them read Rich Dad, Poor Dad at five years old, you know, but really. <laughs> I oh, my God. I can't even. What is an asset? Right. No, like, <laughs> Three seconds. What is a liability? No. What is the rat race? Go. Like, oh, my word. That is hilarious. <laughs> But really just incorporating it into our everyday lives, like them earning money for, you know, doing their chores, them learning how to spend, save and give money from the money that they have earned from their chores or whatever it is. So just little things like that so that they can get the concept of saving so that they can get the concept of giving. And that was one thing my parents did do a great job. We always, we were givers. I mean, being a PK, it's like somebody gave us $2 at church. My mom was like, 20%, 10% goes to the Lord. So that's 20 cents, you know? So we we learn math because of that. Yes, (laughs) yes. But yeah, so we really wanted to change the way we, you know, looked at finances and did finances because we didn't want our kids to, go through the same or make the same bad money mistakes that we we made i love that just mm-hmm. live out how you do finances this right is great. yes this yes, is great. yes so yes. so then out of all that i mean that journey was how long of a journey you would say that was that was all throughout your 20s that was the i think i quit in when I was 25. Okay. I quit when I was 25, um, went, ended up going to school and, you know, started my whole new career and started, you know, I really didn't start the blogging, the business and all that good stuff until about 20, Ooh, 2016, 2015, 2016 is when we really were like, we got to get our finances together. Um, And that's when I started blogging and starting the business. And I will also say, like, when you're take a lot of times that the reason why I started doing this was because of, you know, our contract ended. It was a disaster. We didn't have anything saved. We didn't do all, you know, we didn't do what we needed to do on our ends to have money saved and all that good stuff. And I thought like, like, Lord, this is this going to take me out of here. Like, how in the world are we going to be able to pay, you know, for X, Y, Z, be able to, you know, our kids were still in diapers. We had toddlers and a baby. It was like, how are we going to be able to do that? And, you know, and just I was just stressed, worried, all that good stuff. But when I look back on it now, I'm like, thank you, Lord, for allowing me to go through that, because this is now I'm able to educate other people and help them get through, get their finances together and 
not allow them to go through some of the things that we went through, you know? So it's like, I, I always, now I learned that a lot of times the things that we go through is not just for us. It is so that we can help other people along the way. Mm-hmm. So I'm now when I look back, I'm like, thank you for allowing us to go through that because now I'm able to do what I'm doing now, you know, and that's educating, motivating, um, inspiring, equipping people to be able to get their personal finances together so that they can leave a legacy. I love that. I absolutely love that. So, you know, based on your journey, what would you say to people who are maybe trying to transition? Like they've had their, oh my goodness, no one likes where they are. And I'm one of those people moments. (laughs) Like, what do you say to that person? Or what do you say to someone who realizes that it's not just a job change, it's a career change Mm -hmm. that I'm making. What advice would you give to those people for them to maybe take that step and not feel so scared in in those realizations? I would definitely say, um, like, start with just looking at at you. Like a lot of times we learn about so many other things and we really don't know who we are. Like Mm -hmm. we really don't know what our gifts are. We really don't know what our strengths are. So I just, I was definitely suggest just starting with yourself, like asking, praying and asking God to show you, you know, um, the unique gifts and talents and skills um, that he placed inside of you. And then going to ask your other friends and family members, people who know you and are the closest to you, because they, you know, a lot of times we don't even see our skills because it's so common to us. But when you ask other people, they're like, oh, you're really good at this. And, you know, I come to you because of this. So um, I would definitely say start with asking other people what you are good in and then really trying to figure out how to use those skills um, to really, if you're, especially if you're changing jobs to see like, how can you use those gifts, those skills to really do what you feel like you're called to do. I just started writing out things like what brings me joy? What do I love to do? These are the skills that I have. What could that, how could I take that and make this a job or make this a career or make this, you know, whatever it is. And then I created a plan. Like I wasn't just going to be like, well, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm just going to quit my job. And then I'll, I'll, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. No, I created a plan. So I was like, in order for me to get to, from, you know, A to B, I'm going to have to go back and get educated, you know, because I'm completely changing career. So I went to grad school and, um, you know, researched the grad schools and prayed and was like, Lord, you know, show me what I'm supposed to do, where I'm supposed to go. And um, just created a plan. I am all about creating plans. Of course, plans can change. Of course, God can just completely change all the things that you had written down or thought you wanted to do. But he still wants you to create one, something, you know, you need to have something that you're marching towards. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely say, start with praying and asking God to show you your unique gifts and skills. And then going to your friends and family members to see 
what those things are that you probably didn't even recognize. And then seeing how you can match that up with whatever it is that, you know, you feel like you could do as a career and then create a plan to see how you're going to get there. That's those were the steps that I took in order to get to where I am today. There are some bumps and all that kind of stuff along the way, but uh, and I'm still on my journey. I'm still like, oh, I feel like I need to do more and do this and do that. But, you know, um, I, but now I feel like I at least know the direction that I am going in. And before it was a no. <laughs> <laughs> Did I not know. <laughs> See, and I think people need to hear that, that your I don't know isn't going to last forever right. as long as you're making a plan yes. and you're striving towards something. Yes. something. You'll eventually run into a clearer path right? as you're like, I'm not really sure, but let me at least make a plan to work towards something. Like yes. you're going to hit something that will hit you enough to where you mm-hmm. go. I have a passion for that. Right. Now, now I know where I'm running, exactly. you know? So I, I know sometimes it gets really discouraging to feel like you've been in an, I don't know, season for a while. Like I know mm-hmm. friends who we went through undergrad together, or we went through pharmacy school together. And even through undergrad or through pharmacy school, they were like, I really am just doing this. Cause I think I know how to do this but I'm I'm not really passionate about this and so I'm just hoping and finishing this maybe I'll get into something Mm -hmm. and like they're still out but like now that they've graduated and they've been out for a few years they're still kind of like uh the I don't know hasn't really left me and that makes me nervous now and they think they don't have purpose and like they come on this road and I'm like some people's I don't know last longer than others yes Mm -hmm. you know and And it's okay okay yeah that's totally okay Mm -hmm. there's not a timetable on how long you have an I don't know like that some people don't ever have an I don't know like they've known since they were three right they're gonna do something and they make a plan and it happens and they go right. and they do it and they feel great and satisfied right most people <laughs> it takes a little nice. longer exactly yep that's okay exactly. Mm-hmm. and you might have multiple of those in your life yes you, you will know, you, you will yeah multiple career changes and multiple I don't knows I'm not sure I feel like I'm moving in a different direction mm-hmm. this is not for me anymore it used to be and it totally fulfilled me in this mm-hmm. stage of my life it no longer does but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that what you were doing before was wrong right it and led you just, to where you are now and where you're supposed to be exactly mm-hmm. so I think there's just so many ways to to get to a variety of places that you might be led to Mm -hmm. and to not feel like every time that happens, even if it happens once, that something's wrong. Yes. You, Mm -hmm. you know, or that you totally messed up in picking that major, you know, Mm -hmm. there's people who do a whole majors and the skills that they at least learned help them in something totally different oh, from yeah. what they studied. And they're like, I don't even, I, if someone had told me that I was going to study teaching and now I'm like a, I don't know, a, a musician or something. And like mm-hmm. how I learned how to educate here is helping right. me learn how to work with people and teach them how to do yes. certain things. And it's like, who would have thought that that random skill in that one class would have helped me 
do is totally different career. So you just never know. It's all related. It's all related. Nothing. I mean, everything. I would not change anything like, you know, well, maybe the student loan desk, but uh, outside of that, that, That part, you know, (laughs) but no, I think all of the things that even me having that background has led me to helped me. And not just, um, uh, especially in the finance um, part of it, because just something as simple as learning Excel and learning how to navigate and do things in Excel. Like I learned that when I was in undergrad, you know, so I'm like, and I'm using that now. So I'm like, I think every, nothing is wasted. I'm like, I think TD Jakes always says nothing is wasted. Everything is all interrelated and it works at the end. All things work for your good. So, yes. I try not to live with regrets. You know, I just try to figure out what my next steps are and just keep it moving. And if I have to slightly turn or, you know, do whatever, that's fine. I just want to make sure that I am doing what I am called to do. Like I want to end my life with no regrets. Like Mm. when I get to heaven, I want God to be able to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. All the Mm. things that you, I put inside of you, you used it. You, you, you know, you used it. You left nothing on the table. So whether that is being, you know, me being a, a wife, whether that's me being a mom, whether that's me with the businesses and helping educate people, um, whether it's in finances or changing careers or determining what their purpose is, whatever it is, my goal is to be able to maximize and use all my gifts so that I can help the next person. Ugh. I love that, Petrina. Thank you so much for sharing your first Basso experience. I think it's relatable. And I know, you know, people are, we're in the middle of graduation season. So I know a lot of graduates will really appreciate this podcast episode. Just hearing that from someone who's gone through all the schooling and that might not be where I end up staying. And that Mm -hmm. is totally okay. Mm -hmm. So all of you graduates out there, first off, congratulations. Yes, congrats. Your degree. And second off, if for some reason at any point in the future, you just so happen to switch, your degree was not in vain. No, so don't, don't, don't feel bad if that ended up happening. But enjoy life after graduation. And if you need some finance help after graduation with the yes. loans, you <laughs> might, you might want to hit up our girl up here. Okay. So, you know, just get, get a little footing in right. your finances um, before you go into further debt, then you're already, you already are. So right. good. Yeah. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me, share your story with all of us. And I know you have, you said you have a website, and you're on social media. So how do people find you on yeah. other? So my website is um, Patrina with an E, patrinaturner.com. Um, and you can always, of course, find me. My favorite social media place to hang out is on Instagram. So if you go to Patrina D. Turner, um, you'll find me there. All right, guys. Find her on patrinaturner.com and at Patrina D. Turner on Instagram. So mm-hmm. sounds good. Girl, I might be hitting you up. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be honest right now. Oh, no. Uh, it's I'm a struggle. Uh, you in grad school, so I, I get it. <laughs> We're trying to figure it out over here. So 
<laughs> we, we, we might have a conversation. <laughs> okay. So thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. If there are any topics that you want me to cover in the future or any situations that you're going through that you want me to talk about, please share those with me. Either hit me up in the DMs on my socials or you can tag me at First Basso in something. You can also text me. My number is 859-800-3396. And I will absolutely respond to you if you text text me um, or if you relate to anything that Petrina has shared or if you even have further questions for her or for me about this episode, please feel free to reach out to me and or her. We would love to talk with you guys and hear more about your story and how we can help in any way or just share conversation with you on the journey that you're on and encourage you more. So um, thank you guys so much for that. And also, if you've been supporting me, I can't thank you enough for all the support that's been going on. It's been about a year since I started podcasting and it's just so cool with so many people that have been on this journey with me. So I just want to thank you guys so much. And if you want to continue supporting, you can always go to www.firstbosso.com and you can find out more ways to support. But one of the best ways to support is just listening, rating, sharing the podcast with people that you know, and continuing to be a part of this journey with me. And that's what makes this the best thing for me is connecting with you guys. So thank you guys so much for that. And You all, please take care. If you're getting your vaccinations, let me know how they're going. If you have questions about them, you know, as your friendly pharmacist, I love to help out with any of those questions that you have regarding the pandemic and any of the vaccines out there. And so just stay safe, continue wearing your mask or not wearing your mask since we're we're in the season of getting rid of the mask. So, you know, just be safe, whatever you choose to do and take care of yourselves. Petrina, thank you so much again. And you stay safe. Have a great rest of your day. And we will talk soon, girl. Thank you. Bye. Bye.